Some teachers circumscribe technique to the development of physical skills, while other teachers believe that technique is an artistic endeavor. In this episode, I share the three aspects I address with my beginner students regarding technique. Hello, my name is Alicia Romero, and this is the Modern Piano Teaching Podcast, actionable advice for emerging studio teachers to elevate their instruction and build a thriving practice. Before I dive into the aspects I address regarding technique with my students, it is important that I explain what I mean when I say technique. I would also like to share a word of caution regarding terminology. Let's start with how I define technique. The concept of technique that I hold has evolved from my early years of teaching. Initially, I believe that technique was simply the development of the physical skills required to play a composition. Nowadays, I am starting to define technique through the lens of what educational experts call competencies. A competency is defined by the knowledge, the skills, and the attitudes developed to successfully complete a task. Some examples of competencies are collaboration, critical thinking, and communication. If we look at technique through this lens of thinking, A student would need to acquire a set of knowledge, skills, and attitudes to perform a piece of music. The skills, in this case, refers to physical abilities. The knowledge refers not only to music theory and performance practices, but also to the repertoire of motions for the various types of articulation, along with the cognitive ability to analyze and evaluate the piece in a way that allows them to carry out a specific motion. Attitude is also an essential part of developing piano technique. Are they persistent, positive, patient, etc.? All of the components that create competency are intertwined. When I am working on developing the physical skill, I am also modeling and working on the attitude and providing knowledge to the student so they can determine when to use a specific physical movement while playing a piece of music. This is just the beginning of this new envisioning of piano technique, which I will probably expand on and refine as the years go by. As with many things in life, our approach to technique is always changing and growing alongside us. Moving on to terminology. In her thesis, Michelle Whitley Brown titled, The Analysis of Terminology Describing the Physical Aspect of Piano Technique, she asserts that, and I quote, After reviewing the literature on pedagogical approaches to piano technique, this study determined that problematic language might lie at the root of the confusion. I completely agree with her statement. I myself am guilty of coming up with my own ways of labeling certain movements and techniques. Navigating the world of technique can quickly become complicated with so many different approaches to terminology. This means that you may label some of the concepts I cover in this episode differently than I do. My hope is that I spark your curiosity and desire to consider adding into your teaching one or all of the aspects I work with my students. Now, it is time to talk about each of these three aspects. They are as follows. Kinesthetic awareness, dexterity and coordination, and tension versus relaxation, or looseness. I work on kinesthetic awareness on two levels, the upper body level and the hands and finger level. 
For the upper body, I go through a series of accumulative movements. I start with lifting and dropping the shoulders, then adding the forearm, then the wrist, and ending with the fingers. I am able to kill two birds with one stone when working on the kinesthetic awareness of the upper body, as lifting and dropping shoulders, then forearms, and so on, will also allow the students to become conscious about how it feels when they are tense and how it feels when their hands are loose and ready to respond with no unnecessary added tension. For the hands and finger level, I work with the students sitting at the piano. Once we have our hands on the position required to play a piece, I ask them to close their eyes and to play the key I tell them to. I usually ask them to play the notes of the piece they are about to learn. This activity helps my students to get used to keeping their eyes on the music while playing, instead of looking down constantly at their hands. Finally, I develop finger dexterity and coordination with a series of exercises the students perform by root. I want them to focus on the movement, to see their hands, so they can constantly adjust it to maintain the appropriate position and motion. As I teach the above exercises, I provide clues to help the student determine if they are doing the exercise correctly. Although young children may not be developmentally ready to do such complex, abstract thinking, it is my view that they will be able to make connections sooner rather than later when I bring clues to their attention regularly. Now it is your turn to act. Begin by becoming an observer of your own teaching to identify what you give more weight when it comes to technique. Is it dexterity? Is it coordination? Is it something else? Next, determine how you present these repertoires of motion and positions to your students. Do you provide them with ways to remember at home and to self-check? Then, embark on reading articles on piano technique watching videos and webinars, or entering a conversation with a colleague to start developing your step-by-step approach to technical development. Thank you for being here today. I will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.